I'm Noah Brugmeyer. And I'm Jesse Cantu. And we're usually right, but we're probably wrong. sport athletes this is something that i've been uh i've been kind of on a soapbox about this for about four years and like anybody anybody who's had a conversation with me knows that there's about an 80 percent chance i'm going to steer the conversation this way because i feel pretty strongly um Mm. i think with this crop of athletes that we have in high school and college the talent to play two sports is 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 showing up more and more often um like like back in the day bo jackson is obviously that's who yeah. you're going to think of when you think of a two sport athlete. Um, he was just a, he was a freak of nature. And I've heard a lot of people say that he was uh, like, he was sent from the future basically. And I really believe that. Like, I think that you're going to see in the future, it's going to be really common that you see people playing two sports. Um, uh, other two sport athletes, Deion Sanders. A lot of people don't know that. I actually didn't know he was a two sport athlete until about six years ago. I think whenever I found a video on YouTube of Deion Sanders in the world series. And I was like, what? But that dude, I mean, he was pretty good. He was, he was a solid p- baseball player. And he's, he's actually the only player to uh, play in both the MLB or in the World Series and in the Super Bowl. So that's a pretty cool feat. But uh, two guys that are really on my mind right now um, are Mo Hampton Jr. out of LSU. He's a safety in football. He made two starts, I believe, in the, as a defensive back for LSU this year. And uh, he definitely he, – he, pl- he played – a good amount of time for him as a freshman. And uh, in baseball, he has started eight of the 11 games, I believe, in the outfield. Plays left field and center field. Um, and I've got to be honest, like, I've just done a little research on the guy, and he he's really good at both. I mean, it's, it's going to be really interesting by the time he's a junior uh, to see where it is because he's got – he certainly has first-round potential in both sports. Uh, he was voted, I believe, in uh, his senior year of high school – he was uh, Mr. Baseball and Mr. Football in the state of Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, this guy, he's just, he's just no joke. Um, and I really, I really hope that he, pl- he tries to play both in, uh, in the pros because, you know, he's playing that position as, as a defensive back, just like I was just talking about Deion Sanders. That's a position where you can kind of you, – you can get away with playing two sports. And that's – like if you're playing quarterback, probably – Probably can't do it like we saw with Kyler Murray, um, just because they're, they're so protective of their quarterbacks. You're probably they're not, probably not going to let you play baseball. But as as a defensive back, um, there's just you're kind of you're relied on less to know everything. And like you've got to know a lot. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna insinuate that uh, defensive backs aren't smart players and don't have a lot of coverages to learn. But as that kind of player, it's like it's just different than being a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? And you're you're more of a football guy than I am. But am I am I am I on the right track saying that? You're totally yeah. right. So I really think this Mo Hampton Jr. kid has a shot to play both. Um, and I think it's a really exciting thing. And I, I, I don't I, – I just love – I watch him. I've watched him play a couple times, and he's, he's just an athlete, man. And I watched him on the football field, and he's an athlete there. He just plays hard. Um, another guy. What year is he? He is a freshman. 
Okay. Uh, another guy is Brad Cumbest out of uh, Mississippi State. He is a tight end in football and an outfield or in baseball. He plays a lot of the outfield and a uh, designated hitter. And uh, this guy, he is a freshman in football, a redshirt freshman in football, and he's a sophomore in baseball. Um, and he, he, he's a little bit different. Um, I don't think – I'm not sure he's going to be an NFL tight end. Uh, he just he – just, he's just solid. He, he didn't really start that often last year. Um, that's not to say – I mean, he's a redshirt freshman, so he's got three more years to develop and improve. But he's a guy – I mean, he's playing two sports right now. If I had to guess, I would say he's probably going to go straight baseball. Uh, but I hope he doesn't. I hope he improves So, because that's another position that would be interesting. I don't think we've ever seen a tight end uh, switching over and playing baseball before. So I think that would be really cool. Um, but the problem that I'm seeing is these kids seem to think they need to exclusively go one sport, and they do it a lot in high school. And I, I don't know. I think I think we're really robbing ourselves of talent in different sports when we, when we get kids to uh, to play just one sport. And, uh, you know, I, I just think there's something to be said. If you're, if you play basketball and that's the only sport you play and you just go straight basketball and you're, you're, uh, you're stressing those same muscles and tendons and joints and everything over and over and over again, it's a recipe to get hurt. Um, and not everybody gets hurt, but a lot of players do. Um, and, Whereas if you play different, if you play different sports, like let's say you're playing football in the fall and then basketball in the winter and the spring, like you're, uh, you're, you're, when you're playing football, you're using different muscles and joints than you are in basketball. So it's kind of like offsetting and everything. And it's like your body is developing just all together. Um, so I think, I just think, I just hate that I see so many high schoolers as freshmen in high school being like, yeah, I'm a straight football player. It's like, well, why don't you try another sport? Like maybe like you're so talented. Like we, I know at my school we had tons of football players that would have been very successful um, on the baseball field, and they, they were just like, "No, nah, we're just football players." And it's like, "Well, dang! Like we could have used you." And vice versa too. Exactly. Um, there were about four. I think there were maybe actually I think there were five or six players um, my junior year, um, sophomore junior year that quit in the middle of off season um, to go straight baseball. Right. And. Team ended up going five and five that fall. Exactly. I mean, just how many of those big old first basemen would you like to have on the offensive line? Like that's or uh, some right. center fielders uh, in your defensive backfield. I mean, it just like you're saying. I mean, it's very much. It's just kind of sad to me. Um, oh, another two sport athlete. He doesn't play two sports anymore. But in high school, Patrick Mahomes. I yeah. He, I. Do not quote me on this. I am pretty sure he was a top – he was he got drafted in the first or second round of the MLB draft out of high school. Um, he, he didn't sign because he wanted to play football. But this dude threw like mid-90s in high school. He – this guy – I mean, I watched some, some film on him, and he could absolutely light it up. And he and Kyler Murray are both guys that are just extremely talented baseball players. But, you know, they went straight football. And uh, that's just kind of the case. If you're going to be a quarterback, you kind of you kind of have to be exclusively football. Just not a right. whole lot of wiggle room there. But uh, yeah, I, so whenever I was watching Mo Hampton Jr., it just kind of made me think of two way athletes. I was like, man, that's just this two sport athlete. That's just cool. Like, I, I, it's it's cool to see another successful guy, and I really want to see if he 
uh, goes to the next level and plays pro football and baseball. Gotcha. So the, so the NBA. The NBA. The only thing I really want to talk about right now is the Houston Rockets. And uh, as most of you know, I would assume you have an idea if you're listening to our podcast, you know a little bit about the NBA. But the Rockets recently traded away at the trade deadline. They traded away their starting center. And their starting lineup now, their, 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 their center in the starting lineup is six foot five. Now, in high school, that'll, help, that'll be really good. But in the NBA, I mean, average height for a center is about 6'11", 7 feet tall. And <laughs> so, I mean, the Rockets' starting lineup, so their point guard is Russell Westbrook. He's 6'3". Um, their shooting guard, James Harden, is 6'5". Uh, small forward, that would be, uh, right now, it's Daniel House Jr. And he is 6'6". Their power forward is Robert Covington. He's six foot seven, and uh, their center is PJ Tucker, who is f- six foot five. Um, but the thing about them is, and off the bench they bring off a, they they mostly bring off uh, two six three guards, um, a six eight forward, and another six six guard type player. So just they just they never have anybody above the height of six eight. And uh, the 6'8 guy doesn't even play that much. But the idea that they're working with is Russell Westbrook, even though he's only 6'3 and he's a point guard, Russell Westbrook and James Harden, even though they're guards, have become their inside players. And that, that's hmm. and P.J. Tucker and Robert Covington and Daniel House Jr., they kind of stand on the outside. And the Rockets have really bought into this idea of uh, their guards being their inside players. And defenses have to make a choice. I mean, you can either, you can either play them all straight up and Russell Westbrook and James Harden are going to go right by you, or you can pack in the paint, and Russell Westbrook and James Harden will get in there, and they're going to kick out to Covington, Tucker, House Jr., Austin Rivers, Ben McLemore. They're going to kick out to these guys and for threes, and you kind of have to pick your poison. And so far, it's working. Uh, I mean, they're, they've got a winning record with this lineup. They're kind of, they look really good. They've beaten great teams. They beat the Lakers. They beat the Celtics. Um, they lost to the Clippers last night, the other night, and that was an intro. I watched that game. And this is the problem that I have with the Rocket Small Ball. Because while it's working in the regular season, the problem is it only works if they're sh- hitting threes. And let me, let, me, let me look at the stats for this, uh, for this Clippers game because here's the problem with the Rockets. So when they're hitting threes, oh, my gosh, it's, they're basically unstoppable. If they're hitting threes, you're, you're probably going to lose. But when they're not, it's bad. A uh, couple night, Two nights ago, I believe, they lost to the Clippers by 15. And uh, they took 42 three-point jump shots. How many do you think they made? Ooh. I don't know. Tell me. Seven. Wow. That is 16%. 16, 17% from beyond the arc. That's 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 atrocious. And that's the problem is, yes, the small ball is working in these small sample sizes. Because since since they've done that, let's see. Yeah. Since they've done that, they're one, one, one. Two and two, three and two, four and two, five They're nine. They're eight and four since going small ball. Um, so you can make the argument that it's working. Uh, they are in fourth place in or fifth place in the West, and they're only four games out of the the two spots. So they're 
they're having a good season. But the thing is, can they keep it up? Can they mm-hmm. win four out of seven games four times? And I'm not sure they can. Now, I think they can Especially, definitely. And think about this, too. One injury. Right. One person goes Right. Um, and it's just one of those things. It's like if if the shots aren't – now, if the shots are falling and they have a hot series, I have no doubt in my mind. I'm telling you right now, you don't want to play the Rockets in the first round. You don't. Mm. I, I, I wouldn't want to play the Rockets in the first round because you don't want to chance them just going off and having a crazy series. Now, second round I – mean, I'm just saying I just don't see them – winning four out of seven games in a series four times in a row and winning the finals. So uh, my, my verdict is that small ball is working right now, but come playoff time, I think they're going to get exposed a little bit just when shots aren't falling. Mm. All right. NFL. NFL. We have been excited to talk about this topic right here that I'm about to, that I'm about to bring up. We've been, We've been waiting to tell each other what we think for a couple of days now. Um, very excited. So here's the question. I saw this the other day. Will the Patriots trade Tom Brady for Jimmy Garoppolo? So I want to hear your thoughts before I go. I, well, first of all, if, if, you're, the, if you're the Patriots, makes total sense. This is the guy that Bill Belichick wanted to replace Brady with anyway. Um, he's been, so basically... Bill Belichick would look like a genius, right? Because he trades away Jimmy Garoppolo, gets some assets. Then Jimmy Garoppolo goes and gets some Super Bowl experience. And then Bill Belichick gets him back. And obviously you'd have to give up a pick or something. Tom Brady and like probably a pick to get him. But still, you get Jimmy Garoppolo back, who's now a Super Bowl experienced quarterback. Um, and he was successful as the Patriots starter. Was he 3-0 or was he 2-0? And that's a small sample size, but still. Just kind of shows you. And he already knows Belichick's system. So... I, I like it from the Patriots' side. From the 49ers' side, when I first saw this, I was like, no way. I don't, that's a terrible idea. But then I was like, well, hold on a second. Maybe they're in the same boat that I said the Cowboys were last week. I mean, Tom Brady's still a good quarterback. And you could make the argument that deep ball that Jimmy Garoppolo missed last year, maybe Tom Brady doesn't miss that throw. Tom Brady's, Tom Brady's won six Super Bowls. Maybe you add that to your team. And if Tom Brady, Tom Brady gets to throw to uh, Marquise Goodwin and George Kittle, which George Kittle, he's Tom Brady's experience with dynamic tight ends like George Kittle. Um, and you've got that great defense, a great running, running game to support him. I think the 49ers would be greatly successful with Tom Brady as their quarterback. Just the problem is for them what – what, what would the long-term effects be? So when, when Tom Brady inevitably retires in three years, probably at the max, what, what, what are you, you going to do? However, you can make the argument that you can get two Super Bowls out of him So with the team that you have. So that's my thoughts. I kind of like it. Um, it makes sense. But what do, you, what do you think? I think everything you just said makes amazing sense. Okay. But there's only one small problem with it. All right. The Patriots already have their next starter. Oh. And who's that? Jarrett Stidham. Okay. He's there. Yeah. He is the next man up. Belichick's already committed to him. Yeah. Stuff from when I when you mentioned that, I thought first off, Brady doesn't want to play for Shanahan. Yeah. Shanahan, nothing compared to Belichick. And then I thought, well, 
why would who would if the Patriots, you know, thinking about next man up? Let's say Brady goes. Let's say he goes. Let's say he doesn't stay. Okay. Who's next for the Patriots? Do they already have a guy behind him? Do they? And I was like, Jarrett Stidham. Yeah, Jarrett Stidham. I mean, he was he was a winner at Auburn. And here's the deal too: is that um, they've already. I mean, Belichick's already decided like that. He, you know, whether he gets another quarterback for a couple of years and, and stays and, and, and camps on, on Jarrett Stidham, mm-hmm. Jarrett Stidham's his guy. Yeah. And Jarrett Stidham is the kind of quarterback that, that is a, a very young Tom Brady. That's true. And you know what? Um, I had completely forgotten about Jarrett Stidham. And I think, that, I think that Bill Belichick did that on purpose. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like he definitely, like, I don't think anybody's thinking of Jarrett Stidham right now. Round, but I think Belichick, I'm sorry. I hear what you said. They took Jarrett Stidham fourth round, dude. Yeah, and I think – yeah, I definitely forgot about him, but I think Belichick just kind of, like, kept him in his back pocket. That's mm-hmm. that's a very good point. I completely forgot about that. That is very interesting. So, that's that's my take. I th- And also, I see, you know, whether Jarrett Stidham <clears> – <throat> whether they go back from Jarrett Stidham or, or whatever, I don't see Tom Brady playing for Shanahan. I just don't. Yeah. And why, why, I, why is that? The way that Shanahan coached that Super Bowl – I think Tom Brady would be a fool to go to the 49ers. Yeah. So, but in this you, in this scenario in this scenario though, I, I'm not sure it's Brady signing with. I think it's a sign in, or like the Patriots sign Tom Brady, but then trade him for Jimmy Garoppolo, type of thing. Mm-hmm. So he may not have yeah. the choice. But uh, no, that's very interesting. I I think uh, I still think it could be good for both sides if they did the trade. But I did not think of Jarrett Stidham. So if the if it doesn't happen, Jarrett Stidham's a great option. I didn't even think of that. And, and my thing is, I I wouldn't give up. I mean, I certainly wouldn't give up Belichick for for Shanahan. You know, the greatest coach of all time. Oh no, no. The Super Bowl in the trash. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think that's why I just want to make something clear for our for our listeners. Last week, my prediction was not that the Cowboys would get Tom Brady. That was not my prediction. I was speaking from the Cowboys' perspective, saying that they should go for him. My prediction yeah. was that Tom Brady stays with the Patriots because why would he leave? You know, I think that right. team is only going to get better in the draft and you've still got the best coach of all time. I don't think – and the, the familiarity. Tom Brady's yeah, 42. I, he doesn't want to go learn a new offense. I think that's the best point that anybody could make about where Brady would go. And I think, honestly, I think he stays. I totally agree with that. Yeah, for sure. All right. All right, Cantu. Adventures of Jesse Cantu. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. We've got a we've got a couple more NFL things I want to talk about. Okay. Yeah, uh, I had a couple other questions. Uh, I'm just trying to push through. I'm getting ahead of you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> slow down. Slow down. Should should the Packers trade for Odell Beckham Jr.? I saw this the other day. Immediately wrote it down. No. You don't think so? Now, if I'm the Browns, I'll, I'll tell you why. Here's the deal. You have if you let's let's say they trade for OBJ. Right. That's two personalities on that team. That and Aaron Rodgers. That, yeah, that are me first personalities. Yeah. And that doesn't conflict because let's say Aaron Rodgers makes a bat makes a, a one bad throw. Yeah. And Odell Beckham Jr. is wide open. Yep. Think about the sideline rage that that then occurs. Yeah, and I'll tell you the other thing. Here's why I don't like it for the Packers. They have Devontae Adams. Oh, yeah. I think you could make an argument. Devontae, well, for sure, last season, Devontae Adams was better than Odo Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. I think he's younger, too. Um, and 
know what? Jay Adams, he's just not really a problem. He just kind of plays the game. Right. Never. I've never heard of Devontae Adams having a tantrum on the sideline. Right. I, 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 I don't like it for the Packers. However, for the Browns, I just feel like maybe getting his personality out of the locker room. Oh, he needs to go for letting sure. Letting Jarvis Landry be that number one option again. Maybe drafting a wide – they've got a first-round pick. Do they have their first-round pick or do the Dolphins have it? Uh, I believe the Dolphins have it. Well, okay. Well, never mind. I was going to say they could get – now, maybe here's, – here's what the Browns should do, though. If they have a second-round pick, I think Justin Jefferson is going to drop to the second round. That's who I would pick up. That's, that's a Ooh. good wide receiver, big guy. Yeah. Um, pair him with Jarvis Landry. And uh, I'm forgetting somebody. Who is another receiver for the Browns that I'm not thinking of? Um, Jarvis Landry. Uh, Corey Coleman, I think he got cut, though. Uh, I'm looking it up. Hey, Siri, who plays receiver for the Cleveland Browns? Let's see. OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Rashard Higgins, Taiwan Taylor. Uh, so I'm not forgetting anybody. Oh, David Njoku, the tight end, is going to be healthy. Okay. So okay. they'll still have weapons. They're still going to have Nick Chubb. I think they could afford to trade Odell Beckham Jr. And also, what if, what if the Browns get the Packers' first-round pick? And it's a late first-round pick, but it's still a first-round pick. You can probably pick Justin Jefferson or a wide receiver with that pick. So I think for, if you're the Browns, yes. If you're the Packers, no. And the other thing I, I noticed, uh, this is a little bit of old news, but Bill Belichick skipped the first day of the combine to scout a Middle Tennessee defensive end, Tyshun Rinder. Uh, and this is, to me, this is just the kind of the stuff that sets Bill Belichick apart. Yeah. He, he's just a step ahead of everyone. I have every reason to believe that this Tyshun Rinder dude is going to get drafted by the Patriots and turn into a monster. Because if he's good enough for Bill Belichick to drive all the way to Tennessee – and go watch this dude work out by himself, skipping the combine. It just it just proves that Bill Belichick is a step ahead of everybody. I'm telling you, dude. I don't know what is. I don't. He's just so freaking good. Exactly. Yep. And I really can't wait to see how how it goes. Because uh, I, I think, just again, Bill Belichick knows what he's doing. He's a really good. He's really good at drafting. And I think this Tyson Render dude, that, pretty much anything Bill Belichick does, I just assume it's going to work out. <laughs> I, it's a safe. It's a safe bet. I mean, he just, God, he's just a mastermind, and he's one of the smartest uh, figures we've had in the National Football League ever. For sure. And I don't know. Just, not- he just always sees the diamonds in the rough that no one else sees. He just sees talent for sure. Yeah. I wish you'd have taken Patrick Mahomes, dude. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that would be that would be and terrifying. And Patrick Mahomes just learned to read defenses last season, bro. Yeah, that's crazy. It is. It is crazy. But yeah, so there's some things, mostly mostly just things to ponder this week on the on the podcast. No real, no no predictions this week. Just mostly mostly questions, thoughts, that kind of thing. But you know, we're we're, we're usually right, but. We're probably wrong. Yeah. So, all right. Is that all for NFL? That's all I've got. It is Jesse. It is Adventures of Jesse Cantu time. All right. So, um, oh, before before I tell my story, I wanted to ask you. So, I saw on your Twitter you're only eating raisin bran for the month of March. Yeah. What's that all about? 
Dude, honestly, raisin bran is trash. So I was like, I'm gonna eat it for an entire month and just see how, see where it goes. So you <laughs> how and you've been you how how long have you been doing it for? Uh, today is day five. Day five, and every meal is raisin bran. Every meal is a bowl of raisin bran. Wow. Are you eating anything else besides that, like snacking or I, something? I, I snack occasionally. Okay. You, you can't get all your nutrients from a bowl of raisin bran, right? Right, right. Gosh, I just I saw that the other day, and I was like, "What in the world?" I was like, "I oh, definitely, I, have, I definitely have to ask him about this." And I am, I'm barely hanging on, man. But <laughs> I'm five days in, so I can't stop now. Yeah, got got to get all the way through. All right. Yeah. So, Adventures of Me. So, uh, you know this. Uh, I was, I'm in a spring break class, um, which going into it, I was like, crap. I didn't want to do it. I just needed some more hours. So, uh, it's, an, it's a hybrid. So, I've got uh, today, I had from 8.30 to about 5 o'clock, I had class. And then throughout spring break this week is going to be some online work. And then next Saturday, I have another 8.30 to 5 o'clock. Um, okay. And then the class is over. Uh, and I was not looking forward to it, but I get in there and honestly, like I had a blast. Like I really like in that class, I was thinking to myself, like, I definitely wish I could do this all of the time. Like I, I, if I could, if I could just everyone, like what every week I have a class go twice a week on Saturday or go on two Saturdays and then be done. I would definitely do that. I would be done with college in a year, get my 60 hours in one year and be done. I would love that. But anyway, so we get in there, and this professor is, he was pretty funny. This dude was hilarious. So we had a girl who signed up for the class yesterday. Um, <clears throat> and she walks in, and uh, Professor Thomason, the professor, he goes, he goes, oh, are you, uh, are you the girl who signed up yesterday? She goes, yeah, I am. He goes, okay. So uh, we had two quizzes uh, that we've already done and an exam. Um, you have a zero for all three of those, and there's no making that up. But you can, if you nail everything else, you can leave this class with a 65. And this girl <laughs> looked like she was about to cry. It was hilarious. I, I, about, I about peed myself. I was laughing so hard. He told her she was just, he was just kidding, and she was like, oh, okay. My goodness. I, it just cracked me up. But, but when he first said it, I was just – thinking to myself like for like a split second i was like well crap i guess i can only get a 65 too because i didn't take any quizzes (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah but i just thought that was that was funny uh but that class honestly new testament class it was really interesting i learned a lot um i go to a uh, baptist university for all of you listening um so i have to take uh old and new testament courses and some bible bible classes um and they actually have turned out to be some of the more interesting ones um, it was pretty cool, pretty cool. But yeah, definitely recommend taking many, many semesters. Uh, for all of you who are in college or all of you seniors in high school who are going to be going to college, definitely take many semesters because it's not that hard. And it's, it's a long day, but you get a lot of stuff done and you get three hours of credit. So that's, that's my word of advice is sweet is go do that. <laughs> go, go forth and conquer. Exactly. So uh, for all you listeners, uh, tune in next week. We are going to be doing a March Madness special. Uh, We are going to, right after the um, selection Sunday happens, we're going to write down our brackets and we will go through our predictions and it's going to be a good time. Yeah. And also before the next uh, episode, um, hit us with some questions, some some topics to discuss. Exactly. uh, Anything you're interested in. Uh, 
message us on Twitter. It's U R P W Pod. It's a. It's at U R P W Pod on Twitter. Uh, hit us with a message or you know tweet at us or, or something, and, and let's let's just discuss something, and uh, that'll be fun. So. Yes, and uh, also, if you don't have Twitter, uh, you only have Instagram, I'm on Instagram. You can DM me. Uh, my username is jessiecantu42. Uh, I have no posts, so you're just going to find me. And uh, my bio is uh, favorite Bible verse, John 1135, uh, Jesus wept. Great one. And then it says podcast, usually right, probably wrong. So I'm pretty easy to find. Um, so. Wait. Find, find me on Instagram, find us on Twitter, hit us with some questions, and uh, we will answer them to the best of our ability. I'm Noah Bruntmeyer. And I'm Jesse Cantu. And this has been Usually Right, but Probably Wrong. <laughs>